Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay, great. See? See, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Sorry that I didn't set it up sooner. It's just... I've been giving with different different people has been giving me a lot of trouble, so I kind of like let it slide. But um, but no, if it works, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, see. Then you if, can if it keeps working. So oh, you have a good. good well, thank you for. Um, I have been sick for like two months. <laughs> it's not that Aww. bad. It's just my no. I mean, now it's just my raspy voice. I actually feel fine. Um. But my voice has been altered, definitely. So I was pretty sick the <laughs> after the last time we spoke. I I was pretty sick for a while, but now it's just any little bit of, like, if I'm tired or anything just makes my voice raspy, which is kind of weird, but I'm generally okay. <laughs> so, Aww, so the nature of babies, well, you know, that's, that's true. what they said. <laughs> you get sick when yeah. you have a baby, so... It's okay. Yeah, but how, that, so, well, this is, is it like, it sounds like a flu or something. Oh, no, 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 I'm fine. It's just my, my throat is just, like, for example, um, I'm a little bit tired. I, I had a, a thing last night, so I just didn't get enough sleep. So my throat, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> I don't have yeah. any other symptoms. I'm not, my, I'm not sick. So anyhow. Huh. Well. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad when we can make this happen. Thank you so much. No, thank you for making time. I was the one scrambling around trying to catch up with my life, so I appreciate you making time for me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so you you've been kind of like on and off sick for about two months. Well, after yeah, there was one cold that just really took weeks to get better. Um, and then last week, mostly if I don't get enough sleep, it's almost like it's kind of lingering and I start to feel mm. sick and then I get better and, and the baby gets sick a lot. So, um, hmm. but yeah. Now is she, is she in daycare now? I said, she actually was in daycare full time, but then my mom moved in again at the beginning of November. So she's been going two days a week. Okay. Okay. And then she's with my mom otherwise, so. How is that going? How, how is every So tell, tell me, other than this whole sticky, you know, being sick and whatnot, tell me what, yeah. what has been going right, even if it's small things. I want to hear a little. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been great to have her back. I mean, just in terms of the stress of constantly having to, you know, get things done and take care of Cece. Now, one, I can, I just more relaxed for me. I can yeah. do more, so I'm going out more um, in terms of having a balance with my own life. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely much, much better. Um, and it's always nice to have 
somebody around to share the experience, you know, in terms of companionship. Absolutely, um, it's nice, yeah. nice not to have to drive back to Northampton every week. That was starting to get exhausting. Um, yeah, so, and for the most part, you know, going back to work was not as stressful as I thought. I mean, managed to hold it together, and um, I did get tenure this week, so that's... Woo, wow, that's a big one. It is, but I it's so weird. I feel so like blah about it because of all the crap I went through and it was such yeah. it was such a game the way that even this semester like he called me the night before. No, he called me as they were going into the 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 faculty unanimously voted for me, which to be honest, I'm not surprised because of everything that went on. And then the board of trustees had to vote on it. And he called me, like, the dean called me right before the meeting, and he said, you know, during your interview, I had an interview with one of the trustees, and it was such a light, non-serious interview, um, mm-hmm. as I think all of it is. And, I, and apparently, and I had made, she was like, wow, you're so prolific, and I am, I produce m- more than most people. And I made some joke, like, oh, yeah, you know, that was before the baby. So he called me and he said, you know, the board of trustee is worried that you're not you're going to stop being productive because of the change in your family situation. <laughs> and I was like, you've got to fucking be kidding me. I mean, first of all, what an idiot! Because if they ever right. deny, Lisa, you start, like, are you tapping? Start tapping. Start tapping, please. Okay. <laughs> I know. Keep on telling me everything you all, want, but it's like you know, honestly, I'm like. Obviously, you have spent no time getting to know my person. Like, a person doesn't stop being productive if they've been that way their entire life. And my productivity is beyond normal. It was just everything about it was just so disgusting and annoying. And it was like up until the last minute, he has to play these games, you know, to keep me on edge. And, and, And it just made me feel like, what you know, it's just, Unfortunately, I don't, I'm relieved to have it because now I don't have to worry constantly about losing my job. Um, Although he could still fire me, I have more basis for suing. But it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. It doesn't feel like if I were at a serious school and I really earned it and I would feel excited and proud. I actually don't feel that at all. Um, I'm glad it's done. I'm I can move on now to other things, but it's just such a burden. So, what, so tell me something, because I'm actually a total ignorant when it comes to these. So that means that you get tenure, which means that you're a faculty member at the school, or does these also mean anything about getting a, pos- a possible other position somewhere else? Or this is oh, just no, 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 no. You these. just get tenure at the school that you're at. So tenure technically means you can never be fired, which we've learned at our school that that's not true. I mean, it's very controversial that he fires tenured people, but typically at a university or a college, if you get tenure, it's basically a lifetime guarantee that, like, you're at that institution Mm -hmm. until you retire. And and a part of the reason tenure exists is for academic freedom so that we'll feel safe saying and talking and doing 
things that are controversial. That's the whole, mm. in, in the terms of academics, that's why it exists. So that ah, we so are the, that, the members. Is bringing, yeah. So it's bringing more the freedom members of, of expression and for yeah. the benefit of all the students and everything. What a cool concept. And, I had no idea. And society. I mean, and society so that we can produce knowledge and ideas and not mm. worry about losing our job while we do it. Yeah. That's kind of oh. the philosophy behind it. And that's oh. why every time you go to a school, if you're on tenure track, you're, you're working towards it. It's supposed to be rigorous. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, a tense. I have a colleague at BU who's like so stressed out because her, her process is quite serious. It's very rigorous. And mine is just yeah. a joke. And what, that I wrote a 50-page <laughs> report over the summer more for protecting myself that they didn't even read. <laughs> like the board wow. of trustees, the woman that interviewed me didn't even look at it. So, wow. yeah. So anyhow, well, it is what it is. Well, you know what? Let's, um, let's actually. Let's. One thing that I want to say is that you know you have it and you're finding your alliances, which I believe you have a lot there, right? So there's a yeah. couple of yeah. very dysfunctional people, but it's not the majority. I mean, it's just the people, sadly, the people in power. But, you know, well, even those people change. Yeah. I mean, the only problem is that things are getting really weird now. And it was about me last year. Now the dean is going after one of our students, which is deeply disturbing. He is like Trump on an ego rage, he's mad because the president of the student body, in his role that he should be doing, brought to the dean concerns of the student body about things that are very legitimate, like our low bar passage rate and the mental health of students. And the dean got angry and has now started mm -hmm. a campaign to the point where this kid had to resign and now there's charges being brought against him that he plagiarized. And the wow. dean has actually, like, actually said at a faculty meeting, I'm going to take this kid down. Wow. Yeah, he's wow. really out of control. He's really crazy. And so it's just this really toxic, scary, I mean, it's literally like having Trump for a boss. He's that wow. kind of guy. His ego is so, in, so fragile and He's so out of touch with reality, and anyone who speaks up gets brought down. So now the entire student body has been informed that if they raise any issues, they're going to be persecuted. He sacrificed the student to send that message. Wow. That's really yep. intense. Yeah, it is. So I'm no longer the, you know, I'm no longer the target. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, you know, right. so in some ways I've had a very peaceful, uneventful semester. I've just stayed, kept a low profile. And, but it's hard to be a part of something that's so evil, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just wrong yeah. to go, over, go yeah. after a young kid. He's like a 21-year-old and he's, Latino, right? So he's already mm. has probably that, you know, feeling of trying to prove himself. And the dean, You're tapping, the 68 right, year old, are you, yes, are you I am. Tapping? The 68 Good. year old man is, you know, literally bullying this kid. 
who's paying to go to our school. (laughs) It's just, and nobody, nobody stands up to him. It's crazy. So anyhow, that just, I, no, the one one thing that I want to say is that I, I, I think that it's, it is, um, it's really sad. I completely agree with you. It's sad and, and like maddening that something like this is even happening and I'm completely with you. And, uh, yep. and I have to share with you, I feel like the world is sadly <laughs> full of these people and it's so important that to have someone like you or someone like me in a situation that is bringing a little bit of sanity. Even if we cannot fix it, you know, or yeah. reverse it. But yeah. if you think about it, you, you know, you're really bringing goodness to these children, to these kids' lives. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's your I intention. Know, and and sometimes, sometimes it's very hard to see because you're like, oh, my God, this is just insane, right? And, yeah. and it's, yeah, it is really, really hard to not feel like you can do anything about it. Right. And I mean, what I did last night, I was getting dinner with some colleagues and I've learned more about it. And so I've been kind of depressed and out of sorts today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I realized is the student I actually had his first year and I, I'm trying to figure out how I can reach him and just let him know that he's not the crazy one. You know, I feel like right. that I, I want him to understand that he's in a really dysfunctional situation and not to internalize it because this is the kind of thing that could impact the rest of his life mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. like this fucking crazy asshole who's yeah. who's mentally ill is going to screw with the life of this innocent kid and and that's yeah. you know that's at least he needs to know he was in the first unfortunate unfair battle I'm sure he's had other struggles in his life, but just to put it in context, you know? Yeah. I have to do it in a way, though, that I have to be careful, you know? Like, <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tricky thing, and I'm curious if there's a way that you could actually send him a message or, you know, yeah, something, I don't I know. Mean, yeah, I've been you trying know. to think of, like, a, a way to make it look like it's just about something else and just get him in my office and and just have a talk with him and, and let it be, yeah. you know, whether... Well, another that, thing that you could do is, isn't there a counselor or something that, that is, like, the, that, that student's counselor that you could speak to? No. No, we don't okay. have any. And that's what they were complaining about, that a lot of our students mm. have mental health issues and we don't have anyone to work with them. Oh. And we have students who have felonies, who are, like, dangerous, and students feel unsafe. And that was one of the things that, remember, I, to, I don't know if you remember a student who threatened me and they were going to make me teach him and all that stuff. And our students, yeah. they don't deal with this. I had another, another student in my class this semester, just like that other kid, come to find out he has a felony and a restraining order, and he's on the edge, and he's in wow. my class. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, there's so many things that are so broken about this place, and it all comes down to this one deeply disturbed man. Mm. Just this, you know, and I guess that's kind of a symbolic of our whole country right now. 
you know, these yeah. old white men who have lived with a kind of privilege that is being challenged and they're vicious in their response to it. Um, so, anyhow, <laughs> I haven't been this upset well, about work until now today you know i've actually no i'm very i'm very glad you know uh there's there's actually i have to tell you there's something somewhat there's something personal that doesn't you know i'm not gonna doesn't help but it's quite similar so you're singing to the choir to tell you the truth i oh okay yeah yeah you know and it's there's something going on in in the metaphysical level of some real darkness I feel like that's coming up and it's so scary you know and in dealing with him and it's it's just like wow these people are really they don't care about humans at such a level yeah and that's and that's what I think honestly and, and I have to tell you this is this is connected with my daughter so you cannot imagine how close to home this is oh my god I know I know. So the piece that I want to share with you is that it's been, and this is, the, this is I'm here to support you in doing exactly what I'm going to describe, which is what I do with my coach, is to both voice, rant, and express all the fury that this brings up in you because it's not fair. It's completely sick. It makes no sense. Um, you don't deserve it, this child doesn't deserve it, my daughter doesn't deserve it, you know, there's so many other, you know, so many areas yeah. where it's non-deserved, it's unfair, and it needs to stop, and, and we, need to, we need to recognize, honor, and release that, you know, that fury, that profound anger that, that arises in us so we can be there to be the voice of reason, to be the, yeah. the ones that are holding yeah. the space for the people that are being affected. We, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it's maddening, isn't it? There's yeah. moments that it it's is. both deeply painful yeah. and disempowering and we feel impotent and it's just crazy making. It is crazy making and I think the hard part is when, when you like for me I'm such a rational common sense person and I know how to make things work well and it's yeah. just sad to not be able to create that effectiveness abundance you know this school could be great yeah. we could do all these great things and instead we're stuck in the this malaise of toxicity yeah. and you can't do so it's just you know that's the other frustration of being under-actualized because I'm at a place where there's no space to be great. And that's really, I think I've come to, I, I have to say, Laura, that this, like post everything that happened last year, I'm in this extremely practical place right now where I've completely let go of all my expectations of anything. (laughs) I no longer believe in soulmates. I don't any longer believe I'm supposed to be at a superstar job. Like I feel so, and I'm actually really happy. Um, But, you know, like I always say to you, I don't know if this is the optimal place because the facts of my life are, 
there's things that are not in place. You know, I don't I don't have a relationship. I don't have a good workplace. But I feel very detached and like I don't care in some ways. Um, yeah. And so last night I was two of my colleagues are both having relationship issues, and I have to say like. I just kept thinking, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I'm not in a relationship. (laughs) And it kind of worries me a little bit because I'm so not interested Um, because I just associate it with pain. And in the last time that we worked together with the guy that I had seen at the wedding, you know, it took me about a day more to shift after working with you and when I did, I was like, holy crap, like I was so stuck in that place. And I, I, had, I used to be in that place for years mm. without relief. I spent decades um. in that place, you know. So yeah. I was so scared when I was in there again. And, and when I got out, I had a thought. And I was almost like, what if it's like being an alcoholic? Like the only cure is not to engage with the substance. Like, am I, Mm -hmm. do I have that disease when it comes to relationship and is the only solution never to have a boyfriend? That's what it felt like. Um, And a part of me was like, okay, fine. That's it. (laughs) That's what it has to be because it was just such an awful feeling, you know? So. So yeah. I, the one so the one good. thing wow that's that's it's it's I can I can totally understand and I'm curious if how tell me so there's there's both it seems like because you have managed to get detached from the situation and from just overall things that have been really painful um, yeah. you don't care as much but there is a sense of like a content are you feeling content or are you feeling kind of low. No, I've been feeling very content. I've been very happy. I mean, okay. it's this weird thing where, and I don't even know if I can describe it, where I wake up and oh, I don't even know how to talk, like explain it. It's like I feel a little bit of like euphoria and then somehow it leaves and it comes back and it leaves and I watch it come and go. And a part of me is like in this in-between place of some moments I just feel really joyful, like happy about my life, things feel peaceful and good, but then it then it kind of runs away. And I don't feel bad when it runs away, I just feel neutral. Hmm. But I rarely hmm. feel depressed or down, except for today okay. after just the work, you know, hearing these horrible things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's actually a really nice place, but I feel very unengaged. Okay. I don't flirt with men. I don't look at men. I, you know, I don't feel it. I don't feel attractive, um, in the sense of like I used to feel like I was able to draw in men. Um, so I'm just not in the game. Yeah. And then in, in terms of work, I just detached. You know, I'm, I'm engaging with my students and my projects, which I'm really enjoying. Um, but I kind of just try to stay away from the politics of my work, which is, which is fine. 
Um, and how about your colleagues? Yeah, I mean, the ones that I need to work with, um, I stay, I avoid Judy at all costs. <laughs> it's like actually a bit comical. <laughs> like, I literally will like hear her coming and I like hide. I'm not kidding you. I try to stay away from her. Um, and the rest of it's pretty superficial, you know. Even with so, other colleagues, like the ones that you connected with yesterday or some of them? Oh, no, there? with them, I just never see them at work. We, we, oh, no, we're honest and we talk about stuff. And But the other ones, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not in my rampage mode with them. I'm just like, it is what it is and it's yeah. bad. And yeah. just acknowledging that and not having an agenda, you know, not trying to change it or... I feel yeah. about it. I just accept it. I just really accept it for what it is. Which makes sense given exactly what it is, which is very difficult. And right now, you know, sometimes in life, as you're, as you're talking, I'm realizing, and I, I just keep on talking because this is, even though it may not seem like it, it's still something that has been in your system and we want to release whatever is not, um, you know, whatever you may be holding on from yesterday's conversation or, you know, just months of different situations that you have felt impotent or, you know, anything that comes up and it's just, there's so many things going on. So it's just, it's just great to keep on doing it. And what I, I wanted my, my next question is, how are things going with Cece? How is your connection with her? Because we, we worked on a few things. Yeah. And one of the things I remember extremely clearly, because she's, she's not even a year yet. How, how old is she? Or is she? Oh, yeah, no, she's, she is. She's like, she's about 13 months now. Oh, God. Well, that's true, because she was born in, in November, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... How is your connection with her? How is her? How, how are you enjoying? Because this is this is a this is a, the, the the time where she's becoming more of a little, you know, a little yeah. being, right? I mean, she's I all know. along, but when she's a tiny a tiny baby, oh you know, it's different, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually stunning. Like all of a sudden, it felt like overnight she became a little person because she exactly one she understands. It seems like she understands everything, which is really interesting. She can communicate. She can't, she's not talking. I mean, she says a few words, but she can let us know things. Like, she brings us her bottle and her formula <laughs> when she's hungry. <laughs> or, you know, like, her. she sits on her snowsuit when she wants to go out. And so, <laughs> and she's, she, and she's, oh, my God, she's so... It's so interesting because, and my mom actually has seen more of this because my mom takes her to groups in the library and she, she is, she goes up to people, adults and children, and she starts patting them on the back and she, she moves her head, like she crooks her neck and she just smiles at them and says, hi. Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> and she, she actually is an empath. Like my my friend Dina came over really upset, and Cece just held space for her. 
she just sat on my lap and listened to Dina and then sat on the floor just listening to her. She's definitely a very... She's a therapist in training. Yeah. So she's got this really interesting little personality. She's very kooky and kind of playful, and, and yet she's got... She, like, engages with adults. Mm. which is really interesting. My mom says none of the other kids even notice adults. That, yeah, most of the like, time it's true, but yeah, yeah. Like but yesterday, she, we, yeah, go ahead. We, went to see, we went to see Santa, and all the babies her age were freaking out. I realize Santa's a very traumatizing experience. It's and intense. Just, it's really intense. Yeah, they were just, like, freaking out, and I brought... I brought Cece, and she just crooked her neck and kind of grinned at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, who are uh, you? <laughs> so, yeah, she's re- it's, she, it's really amazing to watch her become uh, what she is, you know. So, yeah, so that's great, you know. And, and, and I you, so I, your, your connection with her and your acceptance of her and being color and everything else you remember about that oh yeah yeah um yeah I mean sometimes it comes up when people you know I think it's not as strong I think it's it's a little bit there still but not nearly like it was before I mean sometimes I feel um you know if people are I can't think of it like a friend who is like oh she looks nothing like you and you know, Ugh. the reality is if she were blonde and blue-eyed, people would think she looked like me, um, which shouldn't matter right. anyhow. But so once in a while, I kind of notice it, but not like before. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, my daughter just got either a partial scholarship or some sort of super benefit because she's half Latina. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what everybody says to me. They're like, oh, you're so excited. You know, you not only that, but she's Cherokee, which is even more. That's true, know, even more. She's, yeah. she's Native American and Latina. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, she's getting the, she's hitting all the, all the spots. <laughs> and there's some reason why she chose. It's so funny because I know. Do you remember the woman in California who had the eight babies? Yeah, like 14 I do kids. She implanted yeah. all the eggs and was very controversial. I just saw online an article about her, and all the kids are now like 10. And it's so interesting. They go from having looking almost black to blonde, blue-eyed. And what I realize is in, in one couple, if you had enough kids, you would probably have one of every color. <laughs> you know? Pretty much. It's just, it's just, the, it's just the odds of, the one that yeah. you do have, you know, and she has oh, the God. whole range of skull of, wow. of colors, and it's really That's... interesting, right? Because right. she's the same mom, and it was the same sperm, you know. I think it was her ex-husband, and all the kids have—they're all different colors. It's so, and so. It, but it that that, like, that know, isn't that speaks of the the kind of you know the the kind of planet that we live in right now. I mean. The only, I mean, my, my daughter, you know, is exactly the opposite, right? That she's, you know, kind of blondish, blue-eyed. And yeah. it's like, where did she come from? I mean, you know, <laughs> none. You know, her father, well, her father is, but it's like just really, yeah, it's completely, you're absolutely right. It's and, just that we have these 
these concepts, right? So yeah, absolutely. So tell me, what what would be Lisa? What would be the most sorry to interrupt you? What's the the thing that is most pressing that you would like the most support or that you would like us? One yeah. of the things that I I love about the end of the year, we may connect, you know, before the actual end of the year, if if you want to. Um, but what is the, I always find that when a year ends, you know, especially yep. such a significant year as this has been for you, I mean, there's been so yep. many amazing things. I really, I really think that it is extremely powerful to pay attention to, because we do it in a subconscious way, right? It's like, it's almost like we do an inventory and there's parts of us that go into like, well, you know, I am not where I should be. Things are not as I would like them to be. And we, we t- yeah. even if we don't say it out loud or, you know, do a formal inventory and, and goal planning and whatnot, there, there are those things. And I've been really focusing a lot into, like, hearing that voice, acknowledging it, and, you know, on, you know recognizing it. To, and as, as we release it, allow the possibility of what have we really gained from this year? How are we really moving towards where we want to be? One thing that strikes me, and I I really want to hear from you, what is it that is most in your mind or what is it that you need the most support with? The one thing that is striking is what you describe as you you feeling um, that in the past, you will go into this low or getting depressed and even, and that that doesn't happen. And I know that feeling detached is not necessarily pleasant, but feeling neutral is like more objective and it allows you to have a different perspective of your life than yeah. just going yeah. into a, you know, a low place. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I had felt that, if I had been like I am now in my 20s, I would have had a very different life. I would have just made better decisions. I mean, what I realized after that incident with Oren in uh, October, that the majority of my adult life was trying to escape from that feeling and thinking Mm. the only way to do it was to find a man and then choosing the wrong man who just made me feel more like that. (laughs) And that's why I actually thought, maybe I'm like an addict, like it's a drug. It was, it was so destructive and, and yet I still managed to achieve a lot. I mean, that's the amazing thing that I actually meant, but I would be so much more and so much greater. And so I think in this calm space where I can make better decisions, you know, part of me feels regret that I, wasted so many years in that but I also know you can't regret it it is what it is and it was my journey and so I have to accept that for whatever reason I had to have that path but I'd like to you know it would be nice if I could go back to my 20s but I can't but now I am in this space and I want to be in a place where I can make a new path and you know one thing I was reading off just by chance online again, and I know this to be true, is that my brain is wired to keep creating the same thing. And I don't want that same thing, but I am scared 
that I don't know any other way of doing it. And my body is so wired to feel that anxiety that I feel like even if I met a great guy, I'm so easily triggered that I would fuck it up because I am so anxious about them. You know, I can't be in a relationship and not be triggered. And of course a guy would be like weirded out by that. I would be weirded out. So I think what I'd like to be able to do is neutralize or even remove those synapses, like that being wired that way. Um, Because I have that objectivity when I'm dealing with my boss or my mother or, you know, other people. I can tell when someone's being out of line and I can handle it in the moment very effectively and for the most part walk away and get over it relatively soon. It took me five days to get over that interaction with Orin, which was a night, you know. And so I think if there were a way to get me where to be with men the way that I am with other situations, that would be helpful. And then it might open up the possibility that I could meet someone. Right. That makes sense. That, That makes absolute sense. So there's a, there's a component that feels, would you say, when you describe it as, a, an, as an addiction, mm-hmm. the addiction is um, the, the attraction, is it the, the, the feeling, feeling wanted? Is, let's describe it. Let's get a little bit almost scientific, yeah. you know, in, in observing um, what is it about it that feels addict? You know, I, you know what I mean, like addictive. Yeah. Like there's something about yeah. it that is that has that quality of like this is damaging, and at the same time I go for it, and I spend so much time getting over it, and I want it again. So what is the fix? Is it the feeling wanted? Is it the connection? What what's the the yeah. core? I think it's probably feeling wanted because there definitely is not a connection like the the quality of the men that I've been meeting it's not like this profound soul connection <laughs> like that has been chronically missing from all of them so it's just the it's the flirt it's the attention it's feeling attractive um noticed special pursued you know I think that's, and what would you, you know, that, yeah. yes. Sorry, I couldn't hear the last thing. Oh no, I was. I'm. I'm saying that you know when I saw Oren, that was what it was. It was like, oh, he's right. he's very he's he's like following me around. He's circling me, and I could just stand there and enjoy it and not worry about keeping his attention. You know. Yeah. Okay. And underneath that. Let's see, what, what, is, what would you say is at the core? Is it, is it the, the feeling that somehow what's missing, the, the, the space that is, because um, there's almost like a, an emptiness that when you're in this space gets filled. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess, you know, in my life, I don't feel 
I'm not walking around feeling feminine and beautiful. And I think that moment makes that come out. I think I'm when I'm working, I'm working and I'm rational and I'm productive. And when I'm a mother, I'm, you know, it's it's just only comes up when there's a man there. And I think I used to need that. Well, first of all, I used to really believe in soulmates. And I think for a long time I was searching for that deep connection. But then the problem is, is I kept getting into these, dysfunctional situations so then it became like a way to not feel that pain you know Mm -hmm. so when I was with somebody for that moment of it working well I could forget about not having that connection or not being where I wanted to be right Right. so it was there's something that is and does he feel like this is both connected with your father and your mother? It seems to me that there is at the core. I'm yeah, going for like. I think, yeah. I mean, but there's funny, something. I my, what, yeah. Well, one of my friends. Was, friend, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Maybe that's one of your friends. Oh, just saying, like, she was, she, we were talking about patterning, you know, and I was talking about, I was actually mentioning working with you with George Clooney as my father, which I thought was hilarious. And she said, oh, I thought it was always the pattern with your mother. And I thought that was so interesting that she never had heard about patterning with your father. Um, But ultimately, it's probably both, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The patterning is... Well, what we do, you know, this is what my husband developed, like spent over, right now it's probably close to 30 years developing, but this idea that, or this philosophy that was very well grounded, and we, we develop, we're programmed with um, the best qualities of our parents and the worst qualities of our parents. Uh-huh. And that becomes a pattern within us. And we are like subconsciously fatally attracted to people that have very similar patterns. And uh-huh. even if we were to, so if you look back, notice that there's a commonality. Well, let's, let's discover that today so we can actually yeah. address these. Because this is what I think would be really powerful, Lisa. Because what I hear, mm-hmm. and I have been hearing these for a while, but now it's like, you know, I feel like, we're reconnecting, it would be very good to just really target that full on with a plan. And my plan would be the following. Let's talk about very clearly about almost like an inventory. What was, um, you know, the, the positive qualities of your mother, of your father, however, you know, few there may be, and the same with the negative qualities and how they affected you. And deconstru- deconstruct that so that we can see the pattern of the men you've been attracted to and what is it that you've been searching in those relationships. So we actually reprogram your system. And, right. and, it is, and it may be totally okay to be in a place where you are you know, neutral towards men until the right person comes along. But one of the things that, uh, that really does start happening is that you stop feeling attractive to any any partner or even potential partner that would have those qualities that are eventually 
unhealthy and damaging. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I realized. Yeah. To add that I think what I realized is the reason I feel I feel no interest in men is because in my system, I think the only kind of man is the one that I've known. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, there's no point because I don't want that anymore. And that's what yes. I feel when I think about it because I don't know other versions. I don't have that imprint. And, yeah. and so my mind goes to the, the logic of, well, that's all there is. That's not interesting. So now you're just going to be alone and that's fine. That's where I'm at. Whereas I'd like to have receptivity to it looking different and being different. Um, And so that... Yeah, and then I have to tell you the second piece of that, which makes what you're describing makes so much sense. You have gone to, without necessarily... I feel like we have healed enough that you have gotten perspective and you get a little bit of control. But it's not coming from a super organic place in the terms of like, okay, it's almost like you turn the switch off and yeah. the piece of this, the second, the second uh, part of this process is actually addressing all the, the fears and the, the of feeling that you don't deserve, that you don't know how, that you have no idea what it would mean to actually be with the right, the right partner because you have right. no... There's almost like no holes for the, you know, for the, the, the pegs that are coming at you from a healthy place because they were never yeah. created. So we have exactly. to create the spaces for you to say, wow, it is possible. But it's, you know, it's a process of undoing and, you know, first undoing and then creating the space. Uh, where now you're just like you said, like you said, you know, detached. Like it's like, okay, I'm not going for that anymore. But I, I, you know, right now it's either like exactly like you said, I'm going to be abstinent, basically, right? Because if uh-huh. I touch that, I know how how it's going to go. Exactly, and I also think that I can feel completely that I don't internally feel that I deserve it in the sense that I'm trying to think of an analogy. Like I feel like I deserve to drink water. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's as basic as that. Like, I don't question it. Like, it is yeah. so much a part of what I'm entitled to that I know I'm going to have water and I deserve water. And if for some reason I'm not given water, I have a sense of I'm entitled to water. And I don't have that with regard to attracting a loving, healthy man. Like, I'm just I have zero of that in my body, and I can yeah. feel that lack. And so that's yeah. why I'm very conscious of that when I'm around situations. And, oh, I will share with you, my friend invited me to a work party, a crazy work party that was Pricewater Cooper, which is a big accounting firm, and they rented four floors of a big Boston hotel and all the food you could eat and open bar and dancing and 4,000 people, and and so many of them were young. I know, it was crazy. So many of them were young, and, you know, in that age, you know, they're starting their careers, and they're young, and they're attractive, and they're fun. And there was this one couple, I couldn't stop looking at them because the woman reminded of me, like she looked like me when I was younger, and she had this 
tall, handsome, you know, boyfriend who clearly adored her and they were dancing and laughing and having fun. And what I noticed is she kept wandering off to go talk to people and he was right behind her. (laughs) He did not Mm -hmm. lose track of her. And I thought, and I just had this feeling like, oh, if only I had understood what I had, who I was and what I had to offer. Like if I had only had that self-knowledge, I would have made such better decisions for myself back then, you know? And I think part of the problem is I don't have any sense of myself and my value and, and that somebody would be that interested in me. Um, and so that might be an angle as well. Like she clearly got her value. Um, ah. And I think that attracts a kind of person, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the men that so I've attracted I, don't value themselves either, you know? No. So how are they going to value me? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I would love. I know that um, you've done some of these, but there's, there's several things that I would like us to do. One, and I know that you're very busy, but maybe you have like, you know, five minutes that you can ask your mom to just be with CC for an extra five minutes or, one, you know, on some okay. point. Because <laughs> yeah. I would like you to make three different lists. And you're going to share them with me and we're going to talk about them. So we're going to do three lists. The three lists that you're going to make is, the first one, it's about, and at least I'm very aware that you're not there yet, okay? I'm very aware of that, but I'm going to yeah. tell you why you're going to make this list, because I want you looking, remembering that couple, okay? Remembering that couple, I want you to create a list of at least 10 items. You can go, as you know, crazy and make whatever, 90 but at least 10 yeah. items of why would it be a man that you would really like to be with and look like that, you know, adoring, attentive, you know, just present with you, that is really holding, holding your interest, that is attractive and, and is also, you know, appealing to you. I mean, everything that you can think of, what are the qualities of this man that made you think, wow, she owns her value, he knows it, and is like deadly attractive and adoring of her, right? There's something, what, what are the qualities that he had? Yeah, that she so did that's or the, he did? That he did, that he did. So okay. it would be your ideal partner. Your ideal partner has, okay. at, you know, has definitely these qualities. And it could be absolutely, okay. you know, it could be someone that, you know, in your case, adores children, but at the same time is thoroughly respectful of your parenting and of, you know, CC, and it wants to participate as long, you know, with, with respect and with boundaries, you know, like however you want to you wanna create it, right, that piece, and how, how is he going to fit into your life and your connection and really your relationship with your mother and with yourself, every aspect that you can think of, what is it that this man is going to have as qualities? Mm-hmm. The second list is what is the quality of the relationship you're going to have? So what kind of, you know, time you're going to spend together, adventures that you're going to have, interests, values, communication styles, needs, 
you're not going to be exactly the same, but there's certain things that have to be compatible in order to have a really great relationship. Mm-hmm. So one is how, who he's going to be, what is the relationship going to be, and then the third list, are you with me? Mm-hmm. The third list is who are you going to be to attract mm-hmm. him into your life? Because mm-hmm. I want you to notice like we are, we're discussing today in a very, you know, in a very subtle but also very profound way that there's issues of, you know, owning your value, having clarity and confidence, feeling secure, feeling deserving, feeling attractive, feeling sensual, you know, feeling very, you know, very clear on your pattern about what your profession is and how your you know, feeling congruent and coherent with what you do and how you lead your life and what things are important to you. I mean, there's so many things. What is this, the woman that is going to attract this partner and have this relationship? Yeah. Because I want you to make little asterisks or stars or whatever you want to make, you know, highlights. What are the, issues, the areas that are not where you want them to be in order to move forward. Say that again, the issue, the what? That I want you to, right, the areas that need to be addressed and need to be attended to, to actually, you know, increase, move, shift, improve, evolve for you to move forward. Yeah, I don't know, I just got the, I just got the hope that being my authentic self in those situations. And, I and what does that mean? We've talk, yeah, I think we've talked about it, but, you know, I used alcohol for a long time to try to meet people because there was something that made me so uncomfortable just meeting people without that. Um, so yeah. that might be something that we can explore as well in terms of yes. what goes on. And now that doesn't make, I can't go out that doesn't make any sense anymore. It doesn't work for my lifestyle. I can, right. I have to be home in bed by 10, you know, so being relaxed, just being myself without something, I don't know, like an intense feeling of being seen or vulnerability mm-hmm. or like that's just what came to me when yeah. you were saying yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because underneath that, what, is, what, what goes on is that if you were to be authentically yourself and people saw you for who you are, you would be vulnerable for them to discover what is really going mm-hmm. on and they probably wouldn't, wouldn't like you. Is that how it Yeah, goes? I mean, I suppose that's probably the fear, but it's in theory that authentic self that would attract a better person. <laughs> like, yeah. Because the the person that was out there meeting people was a drunk me that is a very different person and attracted not the right person. It attracted the person yeah. that was appropriate for that drunk me. Um, mm, you know? Yes. And so, so now you're seeing it from a different place, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, because I even that night when I was out with my friend and you know we were having wine and I was feeling closer to and and I felt like oh my god like this is not me anymore like I couldn't imagine at that moment meeting and flirting and it just was like an old me 
and I was really happy mm. just to go home and go to bed. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they wanted to keep staying out and partying. And, and, you know, I'm grateful to Cece in a way because maybe I would have kept doing that and that would have been just so sad. But now I have this very clear purpose. I want, I need to go home because I need to be able to take care of my kids. So, um, yeah, so that probably would be good to work on. Like, how am I not seeing my value? And I'm putting myself in situations where I'm being devalued. Like, that was what, working with my, the tenure thing and my boss, and it was just like such a blow because I'm like, you just don't get who I am. You know, it's so clear. Then not only don't you get it, but you don't even have the capacity to appreciate yeah. it. And that's yeah. one thing that my friend said about my ex-boyfriend, the last one. She said the one thing that bothered her the most is he had no idea of my value. Mm. Like he was so checked out, he didn't even get who I was. And she does. Like my, my good women friends get it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that would be good to work on too. Absolutely. And and why is it that you hide it? Because somehow if they're not seeing it, at least with men, because clearly you have girlfriends that, you know, girlfriends, colleagues and friends that really see it and appreciate it and have a wonderful connection. So specifically with, it seems like with men, how do you hide your value? Because there's something, see, this is the thing. This is the key that here is important. And I really, if anything, I don't know if you have pen and paper, but I really want you to, 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 um, to write this down. It's not that they're not seeing it. Somehow, there's a part of you that in certain dynamics, something gets triggered and you hide it. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, I know for one, I definitely don't show how smart I am. Right, that's there it is. Yeah. I definitely underplay that part of who I am. Yeah. And to some extent I might do it with a lot of people, even friends. Yeah. yeah. So that this is this is something really huge, Lisa. So tell me how you're doing with those lists. And those lists may not be something that you need to do right away. I'm thinking because of the time right now, what I'm thinking that would be yeah. great. Actually, I have one, one question for you. Do you want to try to find a time before the end of the year or are you getting too too busy with the holidays? Um, we, I mean, we can. I noticed you had a lot of time on Christmas. So that was really interesting. I was like, maybe that's when people need um, to talk to I someone. Know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am right now. <laughs> right now, I have super busy. I mean, the day that is complete, everything got a little bit filled because I think you were not the only one that saw that. So the twenty sixth, <laughs> I have a lot of flexibility. The twenty sixth, I don't know that. All right, let me take a look. So I think, yeah, I think that could work. Um, you know, I'm going to be in Northampton, and so in that way. Um, I think the the challenging part is finding a time when I can have privacy because right now in my house I can go away and not be heard and everything. So right. it would have to be a time when maybe my mom is out with the baby. So you're wide open, you said? Like if we said like three? 
Uh, that would work. That works. I have some. Uh, you have somebody at eleven. I have somebody at six right now. So three totally okay. works. Do you so want to do like a two thirty? Usually three between three between three three thirty and six, she's generally awake, and my mom might be with the family, and I could be alone in her condo. I'm just thinking in terms okay. of privacy. So I would say either three or four would be ideal, maybe even four if that works for you. Yeah. Do you, would you prefer that I put at four with a question mark? And yeah, I think that would probably be safer um, because okay. she'll definitely, because that's so close to bedtime that she should be awake. Although today right. she refused both of her naps, so who knows what's going on with her now. So, um, so. So the list that is great, I, I'll put you with a question mark and you can confirm it to me, you know, whenever, okay. you know, you yeah. just, that day is okay. And okay. Um, the, the, so those three lists, you don't, I don't want you to work on those right now. But what I would really okay. like is if you can create two lists that you can send to me, uh, even if it's okay. incomplete, I want you to think at least three, three negative traits from your father and your mother that you, you notice that you have had as patterns with ex-boyfriends. Like for example, meaning, they're meaning like for that. example, that your father that was not available, or that they would not, you know, understand or respect your needs, so, that okay. they would yeah. be dismissive when you ask for something, or if you ask for something in a way, they would call you too sensitive, or you, you know, you claim something. Right. That those well, type of things. Well, you just named all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I name all of them. Yes, I know you, right? <laughs> so I'll write those. I'll write those ones down. <laughs> Great, sounds good. And you can yeah. either text or email me. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. That sounds great. Okay, that's, that gives me a, a concrete plan. So thank you. Yeah. And so have a great Christmas. Um, and you we'll, too. We'll talk next week. And thanks so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Always. It's always a pleasure. Have a wonderful year. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.